Hello, and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 247 for Patch 6.0. Our topic for this episode is Growing Pains. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. This is Root, I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up here in episode number 247 of HearthCast, we're going to talk about a time-saving add-on for some dailies. We got some casual gaming news. We're going to find out how Blizzard did in the 2014 Video Game Awards. And hey, Blizz, get up my grill! So, uh, hey, Freckleface. Hey, Ruth. What did you do this week in the Blizzard universe? I had a pretty exciting week. I got my town hall to level three. Oh, congrats. Isn't it nice? It gets it all spread out. Oh, yeah. Much more spacious. Feel like you're moving up in the world? Moving up. And that included the new menagerie building. Ooh. The pet battle building. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got my little beef about that one, but go ahead. Okay, well... I love it. I am very happy with it. Because here's the thing. It puts out a little pin. It's part of the building. And every day you have a new challenge that you have to complete to do the daily. Now, what I like about it is that these challenges take some thought, but they are still doable. Okay. For example, there is a daily where you're fighting one pet instead of three. This pet is an undead, and here's the kicker. He ignores any damage under 500. So if you don't do 500 damage to him, it's like you're doing nothing. So you go through this process. You're like, this is an undead. What hits high against an undead? A fish. Critters do. I was close. So I look through all my critters, and all of my critters' main abilities... Rather than hitting once, they hit two to three times per turn for a lower amount. So whereas a normal pet might hit for 300, they're hitting three times for 100. Okay, so he's just ignoring them. Right, so he's just ignoring them. So I'm going, huh, how am I going to do any damage to this if all of my critters are doing less than 500 per hit? And then I realized my critters had an ability called Apocalypse. Which you call it down, and I think after 15 turns, all of the pets die, except for cockroaches and beetles. Okay. So just insta-death to any pets that aren't this particular type. So I set up my team, now I have three critters. One of them hits Apocalypse. The other ones are trying to do damage, and then all my critters die before turn 15. So that's another problem. So now I have to build up my team with one to cast Apocalypse and then the other two to just absorb damage for this 15 turns so that I am still alive when Apocalypse hits. Interesting. So you see that process you have to go through with with the challenges for this? It's more of a thinking type thing. It is. And 
it, it's it's similar to you know the legendary pets in Pandaria that was added in I think five point two. And that it can take a team to fight one boss, one pet. But you're not stuck with this situation where you have to win three times in a row or it doesn't count. Right, and that's something you didn't like. But that's the, something I didn't yeah. like, yeah. So I'm having a lot of fun with the Menagerie building. And also with the garrisons, I have my stable. And I have tamed all the animals for the stables. Oh, did you get the uh, achievement for that? Order? I did. Yeah. I did. Okay. Do you have a stable? No. It is fun. Well, first of all, it lets me mine without dismounting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm not even a druid. Yeah, you're not deleted. No. So. <laughs> and I don't get dazed by mobs if I'm mounting through a big group. I may need to get a stable. <laughs> But there's this quest series that you go and you tame an animal, and then you bring it back, and then each day you take it with you to fight um, a certain creature, and the pet gets experience from that. Hmm. So you capture them and level them up. And the capturing is pretty fun. You throw a rope on them, and they just start running around like crazy, trying to lose you, and you have to stay close to them the whole time. Are you mounted at this time? Or are you running? Yes, okay, you mounted. You have to be, or else they don't run you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's really fun up in the Grand where there's these hilltops where you have to jump from one to the other. Oh, yeah, yeah. you get interesting. It, it is very interesting. Oh, and I also earned silver in the Proving Grounds. Great, very exciting. I did a couple of heroics. Which one did you do? Um, I, don't, I don't know the names of them yet. So Akindun. Haven't done that one. And. The the depot one, the train. I've done the train. Yeah, the that's train only is what I've fun. done. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, and um, since the new expansion Hearthstone, I've done some backseat Hearthstoning. That's pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Spectator mode. Spectator mode. Yeah. All right. Cool. I like to um, heckle people when they're playing. You can. Oh, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you play that card? Yep. Noob. Noob. So what about you? What have you been doing this week? Well, in my garrisons, I got my lumber mill to level three. That was fun. Um, they got me. Man, they got yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, because like I had, I turned in a bunch of work orders, and I needed to turn in one more work order to unlock the blueprints for level three for my lumber mill. Just one more. Just one more. And it was like an hour cool down until like, I'm like, I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can find something to do for an hour in this game. <laughs> So I got that. That's kind of neat. You know, it's it's now, you know, all trees are available to me. Awesome. That are available, you know. Not every single tree is available. And um, I did this weird quest. You go around and kill these ancients, and you get, like, a, a root from one, bark from the other, limb from the other, tree from none, or just different parts of different ancients. Okay. Uh, that spawn from medium trees in these different zones. And once you fight them and kill them and get whatever their, their loot, you turn all that in, and you get a disguise. Ooh. A tree assassin disguise. A tree assassin. A tree assassin. That's funny. It pulls you out of combat, makes you into a tree, and you can't do anything. You can you start to move and you you know, you you're out of disguise. Right. But apparently that's how the tree assassins sneak up on the other trees to kill the other trees. I don't know. <laughs> I did notice something really weird the other day. It happened twice, so it can't I don't know. I was mounted and I went into the uh, disguise form and turned into a tree. 
And then when I moved, I'm still mounted. Now I'm not a tree. Now I'm me again. And I ran really, really, really fast on my horse. Uh-huh. Like really fast. Like, I don't know the percent, but faster than so. And then it's, that would continue until I stopped. And then that was regular run speed. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So I had to like figure out the second time. I'm like, I want to see if it's a fluke. And it wasn't unless it's two for two fluke. And then I'm like, okay, I want to run somewhere that I really need to run to. Because the last time I was just running, I didn't know where to run to. I was just running around. Go on, I'm running really fast. <laughs> Don't know where I'm running, but I'm running fast. So this time I ran to a flight point. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Cool. I want to run fast like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke in there. Split, leave, something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. Make like a tree and leaf. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Eats, shoots, and leaves. Yeah, <laughs> I have that book. Yeah. It's a great book. Um, what else? Oh, I got my Spirit Lodge level two. Now, your Spirit Lodge will let you do your, uh, uh, what is it, the waypoints. Ogre waypoints. Yeah. And those are pretty neat. It's like little, um, you know, portals back and forth across Draenor. Only in specific areas. You have to choose. And you're level one, you get one. You're level two, you get two. You're level three, you get three. And so right now I have them set up where my trees are. They have to go cut down. So the closest one to my trees, that's where I just take that portal over there. So that saves some time. It's kind of neat. You know, you got your fishing thing going on in your, in your garrisons? I do, yeah. Yeah, you do your little daily fishing things, sometimes almost every day. I started to, and then I kind of got overwhelmed with everything to do, and then fishing kind of took a back seat because it was the more boring out of all the options. Yeah, well, I, get I, I enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. the fishing. And um, so I was fishing the other day and, you know, just, and it's it's just a little lake. It's just a, a little lake and there's me and there's a person from the opposite faction and we're both fishing in the lake. I'm not bothering him. He's not bothering me. Everything's cool. I'm just fishing. He gets done fishing and then proceeds to walk himself where my bobber is and then mount on his that tundra, the traveling tundra. The big one, the mammoth. The big one, right, the mammoth, right, which then blocks, for the most part, my fishing bobber. Ah. I can't click on it. (laughs) Scaring away the fish. Yeah, I can't see it. It's still in the water. I just, I can't, you know, moving around, see if I can peek. Sometimes I could, like, get at a certain angle, I could still see my fishing bobber, and I could click on it, so I wouldn't, you know. But for a while, what I would do is wait till they got on and I would cast somewhere else. He'd run over. As soon as you get to that area, cast somewhere else. I don't see how, you know, how many times I get. It just got annoying. Yeah. So then I threw my griefer fish at him. Your griefer fish? Yeah. I don't have any of those. Well, it's a fish you fish up. It's called a griefer fish. And it's like you throw it on, on, on somebody, you throw it at somebody. And they need to get a debuff for like an hour or two that says, oh dear, you know, you're a griefer or something. Really? Like that. Yeah. That's doesn't, funny. Doesn't do anything to them. It just gives them that debuff. I have the awesome fish. I've got a bunch of those, and I got the other one that you throw at somebody else and it gives them a, a bonus for fishing. I have that. I wish they'd take off the uh, the the duration of it. It's like twenty four hours or something, isn't? It? I don't know what it's, it is. I think it's less than that. Oh, okay. But it'd be nice to hold those, and then you yeah. bump into someone fishing. Here you go. That's true. But I threw the grief for fish at him, and then I reported him. Not that reporting is going to do anything. Do you feel vindicated? He left me alone after after a while. I think he just got bored. Yeah. (laughs) I, like you, uh, got my silver done in Proving Grounds. Awesome. Thank you. And then uh, I was able to queue up for the Molten Core event. 
I'm still not there yet. You'll get there. You'll be there soon. It's it's irritating to me that it's not showing up at all in the looking for raid because I don't right. have the right gear for it. Yeah, your eye level's not quite there. I understand that. However, all this stuff for High Mall shows up. Yeah, it tells and it you you can't says, go to it. Right. I think just because it's a special event, it just it's in a yeah. weird place. But it's well, the the raid finder is weird because it doesn't say that it's High Mall, right? I have no idea what I'm looking at. I just see these different wing names. Doesn't say Hi Mall anywhere on the Raid Finder interface. Right, you're just looking at wing names. And the same thing with that or the uh, the flex mode. There's no way it'll show the wings. It doesn't say what bosses are in which wings. Oh. And then you can go to the Dungeon Journal and see all the bosses in the raid, but not which ones are in which wings. Confusing. It drives me nuts. Yeah, a little. Yeah. I can see that. Well, I will tell you this. If you do Morton Core... It is a uh, lesson in patience. Okay. Um, yeah. It is the most interesting experience. It will remind people how a 40-man raid used to be. Oh. It will remind people that if you if you don't follow directions, you will wipe an entire raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should remind people that raids have no... Uh, aggro range or not aggro range but if you if if a mob gets aggro on you in a raid you cannot outrun the aggro no you can't it will follow you all the way to the entrance (laughs) where the other people are coming back in after respawning and continue to wipe people over there (laughs) Uh, so it was a good i mean i got through it it took me over an hour to almost two hours to get through that um but i got through it and there's a guaranteed helm drop and i got that a guaranteed mount drop and i got that and then there's some, some optional pet and optional uh, enchant, which I didn't get. And I got to be honest with you, unless unless I'm running it with you, I ain't going back. Because no reason. No. I saw my Corhound mount. It was beautiful. Yeah. I mounted it and I went, great, and I'm done. I don't ever want to be on it again. It's too big. Well, I have a Corhound pet. I got to have it match. I know. I know. Yeah. And the and little pet. So I need my mount and my, and Your my hunter, pet yep. and my little pet. <laughs> uh, speaking of pets, I got stuck with pets. You got stuck with pets? Yeah. The Ebola thing. Ebola. Yeah. So they got that pet out for the Ebola. It looks like a little ram or something. Yeah. And I first thought, hey, there's a pet. I'm going to buy a freckle face. I buy it. I get a notification that says, congratulations, in your mailbox. I'm like, oh, awesome. I'll go, uh, you know. Cage it send and it send over. it to Franklin. No, yeah. can't no. cage it. It's bind. It's mine. Bound, mm-hmm. I guess. I'm like, man, that that's not right. So I actually submitted a ticket to Blizzard and they said, Yeah, we know. And we don't that's how it's supposed to be. We don't want people selling them on the auction house and making money. And I didn't really like that answer, to be honest with you. But I accepted it. And they offered a refund, which I didn't take at the time. And then I saw this bundle of the pet and amount. I was like, sweet. I'll do that. Get the pet and the mount. Surely that'll give me a code. <laughs> nope. Now I got apparently two pets, which I can't have because you only can have one, and the mount. They'll let you buy it, just not use it? Yeah. No, I can mm-hmm. use it, but I, 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 can't, I can't give it away. And I kind of think if I buy something in the Blizzard store, then I should be able to do whatever I want to do with that item that I have just bought in the Blizzard store. I agree. I can understand the whole thing about they don't want people to make money on the auction house with it. I get it. Fine. Give me a code. Let me do whatever I want to do with that code. If I want to give that code to a friend, let me give that code to a friend. If I want to give that code away on a show, let me give that code away on the show. 
if I want to redeem that code for myself, let me redeem it for myself. But don't assume that I want this stuff just because I bought it. Yeah, that's frustrating. I know when they got rid of the code in the first place, it made it more streamlined. But they did take out the whole thing of giving something as a gift in the Blizzard store. Theoretically, let's say you ran a dungeon with somebody or have a guildmate or anything where you want to show someone thanks. Uh, Someone uh, does a random act of kindness for you and you want to give something back. It'd be really nice to be able to gift something based on a character not even having to know their real ID, their battle tag. Mm-hmm. Mm, I agree. That could open up a lot more potential for people buying stuff at the Blizzard store. They make it easy to give stuff to people. I mean, Christmas is coming up. Yes, it is. It's practically here. It is. Don't tell me that. I haven't done any shopping. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Blizzard did give me an answer. They, they did give me an alternative. They just didn't say tough. They said, hey, you can go buy the equivalent money in... Game time and then battle.net credit, yeah. And the no, it's not even battle.net credit. If it was battle.net credit, they could use that in a battle.net store. It's game time. What, yeah, isn't it the same thing? No, okay. So, battle.net credit is credit that goes into your battle.net account, right? Game time is stuff you use towards game time, two different things. Oh, so Blizzard says buy game time for somebody, gift them the game time through these redeemable codes that you can do this with. And then tell them, hey, that money you would have spent on the game time, go buy yourself a pet or a mount on me. That's stupid. Right? If they had said, give someone $10 in Battle.net, they can go buy that pet. I don't think you can do that, though, at this point in time. that's stupid. (laughs) I agree. Now, here's the thing. They could solve everything with just that. Yeah. Allow me to buy somebody Battle.net credit. How much is this thing? It's $30. Fine. Give them $30 for the battle.net credit. And if they already have it, they can use it for something else. Doesn't matter. Or they can buy Hearthstone cards. Or exactly. They can, Bingo. Yeah. There's your answer. There's your buy bonus. Hey, Blizz. The heroes of the right, store. There you go. Yeah. Allow me to give somebody battle.net credit. Boom. Which I think you can in a roundabout way. I think you can buy credit online. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's just crazy. So. I got the goblin thing in my garrison, my goblin workshop, you know? I just built that. That thing is fun. Yeah. And the other day, they gave me a rocket. You kept blinking me things. I'm like, I need that. (laughs) (laughs) Super fun stuff they give you. I will give you a word of advice. If you're in the water, like you're in, you know, the ocean or a lake or something, don't try to build the rocket thing because it puts it at the bottom of the lake or ocean or whatever. Right. And I couldn't, I couldn't, you, you swim down to it and you get the little gear icon and I wouldn't. It wouldn't let me get on the thing. But I used it later because I was at the bottom of this cliff area. I'm like, I need to get out of here. And so, okay, give me on the rocket. It gives you a minute of flight time. But, you know, okay, what do you press on your keyboard to fly up? Space bar. Space bar. Do you hold the space bar or you just press the space bar? I hold it. All right. If you hold the space bar on the rocket, you do loops. Oh, fun. Not fun. Oh. Because you think you're going up. Oh, I see. And you're not going up and you have one minute on this rocket and you're doing loops instead of going up. <laughs> That's not cool. So what do you Time think to go is up? precious. <laughs> Time is money, friend. It is. <laughs> and so you end up, you know, wrecking your rocket because uh you're wrecking not going up. You, yeah, you don't want to wreck your rocket. No, don't wreck your rocket. No, it's, <laughs> it's definitely not a good thing to do. Uh so that's been it, man. That's my week in uh, the Blizzard universe. 
So, but before we get into the whole, you know, meat of the show here, Fraggle Face, we need to take care of a little bit of business. A little bit of uh, a little money on the line here. Yeah, a bit. Uh, last week we had $34. Neither of us have uh, been able to uh, loot the mount from Kara. I've got my dollar. I've got my dollar. There was 34 in there. Yours and mine makes 36 if I did my math right. So, freckle face. Did you have opportunity this week to run Kara? I had opportunity. However, I forgot. <laughs> I just completely forgot. Wow. I, what? Yeah, I was on like all day, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, no. So I guess I don't need to ask the follow-up. <laughs> no. Did the mountain drop for you? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so waste your dollar. Well, Root. Yes, Freckle Face. Did you run Kara this week? I did run Kara this week. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> did it drop for you? Did what drop for me? Did the mountain drop for you, Root? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a uh, this one. This is going to be a doozy. So yeah, we are uh, still capping this thing at a hundred, unless it kills us first. It might. It might. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, $36 going into next week's round of The Bet. The Growing Pains of Warlords With every major expansion comes major changes. But unlike previous expansions, there are no new races or classes to try out. Instead, many of the fundamentals of gameplay have been changed. So now that the shininess has worn off a little, there are some things that are difficult to adjust to. In the long run, we do feel like these are good changes, but for now, they can feel like a struggle. Do you have uh, some examples for us there, Miss Freckleface? Well, the first big change is no more sparkles. We have the outlines instead. Now, I know we've talked about it before. I know you're a fan of the outline. I'm a fan of the outline. However, I have found myself in a few situations where I miss the sparkles. Case in point, I'm trying to enter a ogre encampment. Okay. And I get to the point in the map where it should be, and there's a wall. And all I can see is a wall. And I'm going, how do I get in there? I tried going around blocked. I tried going up the hill a weird way. I couldn't get up there. I couldn't figure it out. And then finally I had to look it up and I realized there was a grappling hook on the ground uh, that I had to click on to yeah. climb up the wall. Yeah. Without the sparkles, it was very difficult to see. And there's actually nothing in the quest telling me to look for that. So I didn't know to look for it in the first place. And sometimes when you get to the point where you see a handy note or, or I think the maps you can buy from the people, you get to the place where it says there's a particular treasure. And even if you're standing right at that spot, you don't always know if it's there. Yeah, you got to look around, see if yeah. it's there. You know, make sure there's no bomb mobs coming in to kill you. Got to take them out. Yeah. 
There's part of me that likes that, though. What I like about the outline is seeing things in the distance. Like the like bigger things. Yes. Right. Now, you don't have a lumber mill. Uh no. It is so time-saving to have those outlines in the lumber mill. Yes, the little dots do show up on your map, on your mini map for a tree. Just like it does for mining or herbalism, just any kind of, you know, node that you can go gather. Right. But you can look off in the distance and then, you know, it kind of hazes out as far further and further away from you it gets. A little haze gets there. The outline of the tree cuts through the haze. So oh, you can see right. it. You can see the tree way off on the horizon. Actually, I can still see the outline for the trees. Just when I hover over it, it it's red and it says requires lumber mill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. It's fantastic. Yeah. I really like that. Basically, the outline is great for bigger objects. But the sparkles are better for smaller objects. Uh, yeah, I can agree 100% with that. Yeah. One of the things that I've noticed is with this expansion, I think this kind of is true to almost every expansion, though, is when you try to use spells or talents that are no longer there or they've been fundamentally changed. Absolutely. Um, and while they have made changes every expansion, I do think it was more drastic in this case, the only other time it's been this drastic was Cataclysm. But I feel with Cataclysm, they cleaned up a lot of obscure, unused spells. While with Warlords, they got rid of a lot of stuff that's still being used very frequently. Yeah, I um, I have empty spots in my action bars. Right. And I, I miss them. And here's why it takes a long time to get used to. Because let's say you're main. You, you played your warlock after the launch of of 6.0 and after warlords came out. So you've had time to adjust, right? Sure. But let's say you have an alt that you haven't played since before 6.0 and you go back, you know, maybe six months from now or however long you pick up that alt. Now you have to adjust all over again. And the problem with a lot of these spells is... A lot of them are reactionary in that you have kind of a muscle memory type thing going on. Mm -hmm. You have it in your head. If I have three mobs on me, I use this spell to AOE or I use this spell to get out really quick. And when you have something like that and it's not there, you get really confused. See, in my mind, I don't think spell at that point in time. I think button. True. Yeah, This is the button I press that activates that thing that goes boom that makes these guys disappear. But if the button isn't there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you click it and it's like nothing happened. You're like, oh, whoa, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> like I still have a problem um, not casting aspect of the hawk as a hunter. Mm. And the thing is, it's passive now, which makes sense. I mean, I know you would cast it and it would, it would just be there. It wasn't like, like you had to constantly refresh it. It was there until you died. But I'm still so used to seeing that icon in my buff bar that I feel like I'm missing something and I don't have it. I still, as a warlock, uh, I try to, so I know what it is, but every so often I want to cast Fell Armor, which was like gone in, in pre-Cata. It's been gone for a while. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like, where's my Fell? Oh, that's right. It's, I don't have that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just does a really weird thing when they get rid of spells. And there's nothing really to, to take its place as expansion. They didn't really add new spells. They added... 
enhancements to your old ones. Yeah, they enhance some things. They combine some things. They move some stuff into talents. They shift yeah. some talents around. It's like, yeah, okay. I I get what they're doing, the streamlining of it. I understand it. Uh, they felt that the game was getting too complicated with too many buttons and too many things to track. I understand that, but, you know, I don't know. If you're used to something, like if, when you drive a car and you're driving a stick shift, and you drive a stick shift for like a week. You know, you're the driver, you're just a week, right? And then you get into an automatic. I can almost guarantee you that you're going to slam your foot into the brake and almost eat the steering wheel thinking that that brake is the clutch. <laughs> that's a good analogy. Because you've got that muscle memory. Right. And it's the same thing yeah. that's happening in the game. You've got that muscle memory built up. You go to do something and it's not there anymore. So now yeah. we're all, you know, eating steering wheel. Serpent sting. Got taken away. So my buttons are all messed up. I don't use very many buttons. I use mostly mouse. But I have the one, two, three constant. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll hit. Maybe it'll hit. Maybe it'll hit. Maybe it'll hit. Yeah. <laughs> one no, of these should no, work. No, one no. of these should work. One of these Not should work. Like one that. of these should work. <laughs> I'm used to having, you know, a poison, a dot that I had to refresh constantly. And now I don't have that. And now it just it confuses me. Hmm. So, and even though I've been actively playing since they made that change, it's still difficult for me to make that adjustment. And I don't even think I've played my mage at all since uh, 6.0. I think I maybe took her into a, a raid finder siege once, and that was it. <laughs> so it's a difficult thing to be adjusted to. Now, one thing that's been bothering me lately is my quest log is constantly full from the garrison. Oh, man. Just constantly. It, it's probably because I built my tavern first and then I didn't want to do dungeons I was still getting adjusted I, w- I wanted to level through the zones himself and I just picked up all the dailies and didn't finish them mm-hmm. so I have them in my log and now the stable is giving me five quests every day because <laughs> every day I have to go tame a new guy and then I have to take the guys already tamed out and kill some monster somewhere and then you got the fishing daily, and now I got the pet battle daily, and then the the crystal one. So here's what gets me about the crystal one, right? Uh, the apex crystals we have to go gather the either eight hundred or the what is it, twelve hundred? If you go to the group, what gets me in that is it puts your completion bar for that at the bottom of your quest objectives. So it's like they get the bottom of my screen, and. If if I collapse or try to do it, it's just gone all the way. And I kind of want to oh, know where yeah. I'm at in the process. Right. Because I was doing one this morning where you could actually throw a rock at a bird. That's weird. Yeah, and it counted towards it. It's like the bird was flying it, and I, I was like, that bird's got an outline on it. That's weird. And so I put my mouse over it, and it turned into a hand. I'm like, that's weird. I've got to catch that bird. And so I watched the pattern of the bird, and I flew all the way around, and I climbed up this rock, and I waited to get close. I'm like, okay, I want to grab this bird for something. I don't know what I'm doing. And then threw a rock at it. I was like, uh, okay. And so I went about my way and I found I saw another bird up in a tree. And I hovered in my, my mouse over, turned it into a hand, and I just clicked and it threw a rock from down there. <laughs> so anytime I saw one of those birds, I just threw a rock at it. I what don't a know, brave adventurer you are. I'm telling you, throwing rocks at birds. That's what you learn in World of Warcraft. I actually picked up these rocks somewhere that said they're too mean to be used against players. <laughs> too mean. Too mean the rocks? Yeah. That's weird. I can throw them at mobs. Not the hardened turtle shell that knocks people off their mounds. That's fine, but these rocks are too mean. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, but no, I totally, I feel your pain on, on your quest log being crowded. It is. And then uh, you do the legendary quest. And now that's not just one quest. That's like five. Yeah. I wish I hadn't done that, you know? Yeah. I wish we'd given it in a, in a different way or found a different way to do that. Or I have like, yeah, because there's all these different cores that you pick up. They could have made that one quest. Yeah. And, and each like one a different objective of the quest. It's not like you're going to be able to move forward. Right. Yeah. So you do all of them, so... And you still see when you go turn them in. When you go turn them in, you see the ones that are highlighted. You have to turn in, you have turned in. They're highlighted right. differently. So they could have been that way in the quest log and been one quest instead of five. But I get you. Yeah. Speaking of things filling up, Freck, been a long time leveling my tune to 100. Gearing him up, still gearing him up, getting geared, leveling, getting my followers... And now I have to level my followers up. Now I got to get them gear. Isn't that confusing? But then you're getting them gear so they can get you more gear. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Although I got one guy decked out. See, that's yeah. my thing. I play favorites. Like one guy, he's he's like level 600. He's got uh, item levels like 608 now. Okay. And That's I've, my item level. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I, I give him like like weapon no, upgrades. No, it's not six oh eight. I'm doing heroics. Yeah, you're like six thirteen now. Yeah, six thirteen. But he's got uh, the weapon upgrades. Armor. Anytime there's like one of those little upgrade things, I give it to him. So I try to spread it out. No, I'm. I'm no, you should because each encounter is going to have uh, different spells as required. So you're going to have to have three people. Well, unless it's a single mission, I send him on a lot of missions. Yeah, but there's more multiple ones that are a single. I know he's still he. I go on a mission if it's like if it's over. I think my my cutoff's like sixty two, sixty three percent. If I'm above that, I'm good. They're going. Because here's the thing: if you read it, I have sent followers on missions that I had like a no chance, like below fifty percent chance of completion. I know I'm going to fail this, but there's a base amount of XP I get, and that's what I want. Right. That's it, what I look at too. If I'm trying to level them up, it depends on what the reward is. I don't even care about the reward sometimes. No, if the reward's XP then it's fine. If the reward is something you really want, like if it's a uh, armor token that you use yourself or garrison resources, try to keep that percentage as high as possible. Yeah, of course, but nothing will come back again, though. Not true. Try to get my rares out of the way first. Right. And then go out. <sighs> you know, I had to look the other day to see how uh, my tweezers were doing out in the Your rain. tweezers? Yeah, because it rained. We had some rain here in Orlando. Oh, yeah, we did a lot of rain. Yeah. And it got cold. And it got cold. Like 55. I know. I was like, where's my hot chocolate? <laughs> uh, it's not looking, those tweezers are not looking good. No? no? No. I've had to put a little chalk outline around them so people will leave them alone no. and not pick them up to throw them away. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, because... You can put an outline so people know that it's there. True. But yes, oh, when can that mobile app get here? I tell you what, because I got this new follower, right? I had most of them up to like 98, 100. And then I get this new thing in the tavern where it's like recruit a follower. I'm like, cool. And I see a, um, a mission in the log and it requires a certain uh, counter. And this lady's like this headhunter. Which, VT dubs. <laughs> <laughs> you see a troll and it's a headhunter. Yeah. What, what, what do you think it is? A person who runs around and cuts off people's like, heads. Cuts and, off people's heads, yeah. right? No, no, no. She's like she's like a job headhunter. She's a recruiter. She takes like, people's <laughs> resumes, she's some interviews. <laughs> yeah, she's a recruiter. I don't know. They just made me like laugh like way too much. Anyways, so she, <laughs> <laughs> she says to this guy, I'm like, cool. Hey, 90. Yep. 
I'm like, what's your problem? This headhunter, I mean, she, she did not tell me that this guy was going to be 99. They all come in at 90. Yeah. Newsflash. Well, I didn't know that. I don't think she did her job correctly. She's not an executive recruiter. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. Yep. Well, something that's not super new, um, but it does seem to have a particular impact in this expansion, is trying to follow the map and encountering terrain obstacles. Mm. And it's usually not very clear by the map what you can get around and what you can't. You know, if there's a big valley or a hill or something that keeps you from getting to a certain place, um, it can be difficult just by looking at the map telling you, trying to figure out what path you need to take, which would be negated by flying if we had flying, but we don't. No. No, we don't. And a lot of people have very strong opinions about flying. On both sides of the fence. Both sides of the fence. I am surprisingly okay with not having flying. Um my argument going into it and still is and always has been the no, you know, we I did a whole episode about, you know, countermeasures and that should have been there. There should have been some physical reason why I couldn't because there is flying in the game. It's just not mounted flying like we're used to. Right. You can get the rockets, you can get gliders. There's So a, you can go to places in the zone. They're ob- obviously made for flying. Yeah. I mean, the old classic zones, they didn't let us fly there even after they introduced Flying and Burning Crusade because the they zones weren't designed for it. These obviously were. There's a spot in the Grand where you have to use a glider to go get some objectives done. And the glider is there. You go up the cliff, you borrow the guy's glider, and you go glide, glide over. there's treasures that you can right. like, get that way, too. Exactly. That's, what, that's the guy I'm referring to. Right. So that's by design. The goblin stuff, there are at least two that I know of so far flying mechanisms that you get from your gliders, or from your goblins, rather. One of them is that X2B rocket, and the other is this rocket. It's a delivery, personal delivery system. It's awesome. It launches you straight up in the air, like super high, and then you get the, the goblin glider pops out. Ooh. And uh, so that's there. You know what I haven't tested, and I don't know if this works or not, but the, the you know, the engineering glider you can do to your cloak? Oh. I wonder if that's available. I haven't tried, tried that yet. I don't know. But so flying is here already limited fashion. You can't just fly around and get your objectives, and that's what, that's what makes people angry. There are people who know the general direction they want to go, know generally how long it's going to take them to fly there. They fly due east, alt-tab, go do something for three minutes, alt-tab back in, land. You can't do that. No, you can't. Not right now, anyhow. Well, it's different because they have taken away flying when they had new content, but they always allowed it again after you hit max level. It was the same thing with Wrath. You could fly north after you after you were 80. You could fly in Pandaria after you're 90. But this is the first time they said, you know what, you're 100? No, you still can't fly. I think a lot of that was people are going to power through content. And I think they realized that because I just now got rid of my uh, legendary cloak out of a heroic dungeon. So I think they realized that there's going to be a point that people are just going to roll through this content if they're overgeared. You know, if you came out of heroic, especially if you came out of heroic raiding in the last in the last patch or last expansion, rather, sure. 
So if you roll through this content and you get flying, now now what happens? I mean, now the game is completely unbalanced that's for crazy. everybody. Yeah. yeah, it becomes you know just resource gathering becomes something that's already a, a nightmare. Now it's going to be even more of a nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's pure speculation. I like it. I'm fine with it, and I know I'm probably I don't know what the numbers are. You know, I, I'm pretty sure the vocal majority is uh, crying that there is no flying, but. Now, how would you feel if they allowed flying at, say, level 101? I, I just don't think it should be tied into a level at all. Well, that would make it so that, okay, 101, that means next expansion. Oh, I see what you're saying. You can go back and you can fly. In the previous expansion. Yeah, as if you're just in Draenor to get resources. That'd be interesting. You can fly, but if you're leveling, if you're at any point where you need experience, you can't. So, so while the game is current and the content is current is what you're saying. Right. Do you think maybe that's where their plans are? I don't know. That's that's an interesting take on it that uh, I hadn't really considered, but I think that is pretty genius if it is. Because then it doesn't really give anybody a leg up. No. And if you are trying to catch up in the game, okay, more power to you. Fly and get that quest objective done. Right. If you were, but but typically, after a new expansion has opened up, if you stay in the old one, it takes you forever. Absolutely. I mean, I still hate going through Blasted Lands and whatnot. Well, not even that. Like, let's say you were 58. Would it make more sense for you to go to Hellfire or to stay in Blasted Lands? Hellfire is going to give you way more experience. Right. It's going to give you more gold, more gear. So the only people that would benefit potentially by opening up at 101 is people who were leveling but were staying in Draenor. But they would be nerfed by the fact that they were staying in Draenor instead of moving on to whatever the new place is. Or keep in mind that if they follow the same pattern which we've recommended that they follow, which is if you can boost your character to the max, the max level of the previous expansion... Right. So you start off at 100 for the next expansion, and you still, you know, you could benefit from doing stuff in the past expansion for leveling. You still benefit to that. You could benefit some. What I'm saying is, historically, it would be a lot less experience to stay in the older continent. Oh, than it would 100%. Absolutely. 100% it would. So having flying there, I think, would maybe counter that or make it said didn't matter. But you could quickly level that way. And that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. You could quickly level to catch up with your character, learn your character that way a little better. Okay, catch up as in learn. Yes. Learn your class, not get ahead in the yeah. leveling. I gotcha. Makes sense. There has been a massive change in economy and the economic structure of the game. How people make money, how people gain resources. Everybody's a miner, everybody's a an herbalist. Everybody, I guess not everybody's a Skinner, but oh, you could, yeah, with the um, oh, the with tannery. the barn, yeah, the, okay, it's right, the barn, that's yeah, right. trap so, the animals, send the fur back. So, you know, all these gathering professions have been opened up to everybody, and I was one of those who I was making tons of gold with my mining and my skinning, flipping ore. Yep, and I still, no, I'm just talking about putting ore out there, not just oh. necessarily flipping, just putting it out there and keeping it in the, in the economy. 
you know, I had my mining runs that I would do where I would just go on a mining circuit in the morning and fly around for an hour to get all, you know, just load up on, on, on ore, put it all up on the auction house and make bank. Can't do that anymore. Way too much competition. Price drops completely. So now you're in a flipping game on there. Uh, leather on our server is selling really, really well right now, but that's going to drop as well. So until that gets, you know, handled by Blizzard, we are going to be in an economic flux. Uh, you just have to find different ways. And that's something where trial and error is going to work. Reading other blogs, listening to podcasts that deal specifically with the economy of the World of Warcraft helps. Uh, we've covered our method, the method I use. It's tried and true so many times, and it just works. I'm still pulling 2 to 3K a day in the auction house, so I'm happy. Yeah, I'm having a really difficult time with uh, the new economy because I have the Enchanter building, for example. I've got that. I've got that. So, yay, I can disenchant all my greens and my blues. Well, so can everybody else. Mm-hmm. So when that used to be an advantage, now all those shards and those dust are selling for nothing. Like, I might as well just vendor everything I get instead of disenchanting it. On the dust, if you stack it and resell it, it does well. Okay. Well, that's one thing. See, that's I haven't gotten to that point yet. Mm. And I'm having a hard time getting my buildings to make me money. So I put down the leatherworking one that makes mail. And I've made exactly one piece from there that I can use at level one. I tried to get a higher item level one. It's like, no, you need to upgrade your building. Yeah. That's fine. Upgraded it to level two. No, no, no. <laughs> you need a level three. Nice. Thank you. So there, there's literally nothing I can make right now that'd be a gear upgrade for me at, at my leatherworking level. It's, you know, the, what's one of the biggest questions that people have on a, on a continual basis is how do I make gold in the world of Warcraft because there's so much stuff that I want. Right now, a lot of it is, uh, man, just run dungeons and hope for BOE drops because there are some nice things dropping. And if you have your followers that go out and do crazy missions and bring back BOE gear. Yeah. If you have the scrapyard also, I think it is a scrapyard. Salvage yard. Salvage yard uh, that, can ha- that can bring back additional loot. There has been stuff that's coming into there that, that man, I, I wish I had one of those. Because there's been stuff coming in that people are selling for just buku bucks. We saw some stuff. We're looking at uh, armor last night. And there was something that was like, uh, it's like 78K for a pair of gloves. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But they were like 618 or something, too, or 613. They were high. Yeah, they're high. And and, and that's, the, that's the problem. I was trying to... Uh, get a little bit more gear, I think, so I can either get into Rooks or get into the LFR. And you're like, oh, yeah, you want to do Molten Core, yeah. Yeah, you're like, let me go check the auction house. Nothing there. Well, they I were there. Well, no, yeah, they were <laughs> there. Nothing there in a reasonable price range. There, there is stuff that wouldn't do me any good because it's already too low level. Or there's the stuff that's just ridiculously expensive. So apparently gear is still really hard to get. Mm-hmm. But then everything else is ridiculously easy. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it is right now, and it's going to be that way for a while. Yeah, I think once um, once the novelty wears off a little bit and people get accustomed and into their their groove on how they're doing things, it's gonna it'll pan yeah. out. Our choices that we make this expansion, uh, specifically with the garrisons, actually have consequences. Now I didn't realize this, um, but what building you choose to build in a zone, you know, usually have the option between. 
uh, like the arena and the lumber mill mm-hmm. and so like that Gorgon during a grand. That actually affects what quests are available to you and what followers are available to you. Correct, yep. I was going through the follower journal and trying to figure out um, which ones I could pick up. I saw a bunch that were available in Gorgrund. I was like, well, that's weird. I've done all of Gorgrund. And I looked up the particular quest that rewarded the followers. And lo and behold, they're only available if you pick the arena. Uh, yeah, which I didn't, I didn't pick, pick the, the arena. arena. I was presented with the choice, and I read the little description, Lumber Mill or Arena. I was like, you know what? I like the more building aspect of the game than I do the constant combat. So I'll go with what felt right in not realizing that that was actually going to affect my gameplay later. Yeah, I need to go check on those little uh, outposts of mine. I for- keep forgetting about them. I got like that little tunnel or thing out in front of my door. I got to go through that thing. There's a quest in the Frostfire Ridge where at the end of it you had to pick one of three followers. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I was smart enough to ask in, in Guild Chat which one I should pick. Who'd you pick? Did I you? picked Grandma. I didn't pick Grandma. I picked Grandma. She's, she's yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Great mother something or other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's cool. Well, she should be. She's Doll's Grandma. She's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's just a bad mama jamma all the way through. Oh. Yeah. Well, should be. She is. I sent her on uh, Solo when there's like there's supposed to be three people. I just sent her. Really? Yeah. How does she do? Wins, 100%. Really? Yeah, all the time. Interesting. She just stares at him. She stares at him. See, now I've missed out because I didn't pick her. And I can't go back. I can get her on a different character. Your actions have consequences, Freck. Your actions have consequences. And it's also difficult because you don't always know up front what the consequences are going to be. Uh, you know, you read the description for the garrison buildings, the different things that you build at the outpost, and they're really not clear what all it opens up and what doesn't open up. I mean, you get a thing for tailoring, you think you're going to have everything that a tailor can make, and you don't. Well, I knew that wasn't going to happen, and I kind of picked mine... I didn't go read any guides or anything else. I yeah. just I picked mine based on what I thought would be fun, and I've, I've had, I think I replaced one, and I really want to. I have my bank there. I don't need my bank there. I want to replace that. No, you're goblin. You don't need your bank. Yeah, I know. You got so your top goblin. Like a minute or whatever. Yeah, but so. help you in a pinch. Have yeah. you used the clean up bags button with the reagent bag? No, because I'm still using uh, Bagnon. So am I. Okay. Doesn't matter. Uh. Yeah, you can uh, get your uh, reagent bag with your bank. And if you use the clean up bags button, there's, I think you have to left click or if you ever ever tell you either left click or shift right click, it'll move all of your trade goods into your reagent bag. Oh, your bank. Yeah, I'll try that. It's fun. So you don't need more than a minute, Hobgoblin. I think that's the one building I want to replace. We'll see. Yeah. This expansion also brought back difficulty in dungeons. Yay. For now. But I think it's a good thing. Remember, every expansion, people say this. Dungeons are hard. And Blizzard said they're supposed to be. And then what <laughs> happens is as people get better gear, the dungeons become easier. That's true. Yeah. But this is the first time you've had to prove yourself before going into a dungeon. Which so that's new. I liked I had a difficult time with it, admittedly. You've got it before I did. I mean, I had a serious problem with that. Well, to be fair, Morlock nerf. Yeah, but not 
not to the degree that I, I, mean, I was just having problems timing my interrupts properly. And I should have picked, you know, once I got my talent straightened, with, you know, I, I had to spend time in and go, okay, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work, which is exactly what Blizzard wanted. True. Get it to where you have a build that works for you to get this done and you are now going to be effective in combat. It was frustrating. It was demoralizing. There were times I didn't want to think about going into Proving Grounds because everybody's going, hey, let's go run a rug. Let's get everybody queue ever. You get, And, you know, when I'm in game and someone invites me to a group and it's a guildy, I'm going to say yes. And they're like, okay, we're in vent. Okay, I'm in vent. Uh, we can't queue. Someone uh, Someone isn't eligible. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd be me because I haven't done Proving Grounds. Well, why'd you get in group? Because you invited me. <laughs> you know? We should have known what we were doing. No. I'm a horrible mind reader. <laughs> so, but now I have that done. It was frustrating. It was tear jerking. It caused, I mean, I was just, uh, but it's done. So now, yay, invite me to a group. All right. One of the things that I've noticed, Freck, is there are a lot of game style changes that require multiple people. The Apex quest line, for instance, the daily you know, you can either do it on your own for 800 or if you go with the group, you get more. You get 1,200. There are areas that have level 100 elites in it that drop a bunch of stuff for a quest. You need a group to go in there. Uh, there are, of course, the dungeons and raiding and everything else. That's always been group. But while, yes, there is a ton, a ton, a metric ton, squared ton edge of things to do on a daily basis. There's also a lot of stuff that you need more, more than one person to do with. If you want to get it done effectively and fast, your dailies, your, I mean, so much, there is a lot, a lot, a lot to do. I am interested in talking to people who have alts to see if they're actually leveling their alts or just parking their alts right now because of how much stuff there. How do you find the time? I have no idea. I haven't been on any of my alts. I am really curious about that, too. <laughs> so, I'm guessing right now, before even doing a daily heroic or LFR or any of those other kind of mess and stuff, then my garrisons alone are taking up about two hours of my day. And if I want to stay on top of that, that's going to be two hours a day that I've got to commit to doing that just to maintain. So these game style changes, they want more time out of us. They want us to do more things with more people. It's, you know, it's almost like forced socializing. Hmm. So that's just my opinion on that one, 100%. Just I feel that they've, it's not so much solo friendly anymore. So I can say that. Well, in time, we're sure we'll look back on this and say, man, why did this stuff bother us? This stuff is so easy now. But right now, well, we just need to learn to live with it. We asked you all what you felt was your most difficult challenge in Warlords gameplay, and this is what you had to say. Ryan Smith comes in and says, Professions by far. It's not hard, just different than what I've become accustomed to after 10 years of the same crafting model. Jimmy Olsen Blue says, Caves. Lots and lots of caves. There are a lot of caves. A lot of caves. <laughs> 
There are a lot of keys. And they're not like the the default shape they all used to be. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> there are a lot of caves that are exactly the same shape. They have one cookie cutter shape for cave. <laughs> we need a cave right here. Got it. Copy, yep, paste. Pretty much. <laughs> hey, Heather B says she has had terrible luck with individualized loot. And Hylex echoed that sentiment exactly as did our buddy Rob Coven from the Training Dummies podcast, adding that he only gets drops that are the guaranteed drops from the last boss in the dungeon. I was so confused. I was running through dungeons and I see nothing drop except for gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this place doesn't have any loot. Can't roll? What's that? Can't roll on anything? What's going on? Nope. It's all roll. Got my dice. Individual loot table. I love it. Now, when you go in through Molten Core... It's hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious because stuff drops that is like level 60 crafting item stuff uh-huh. and people are rolling need because it's available. T-Mog? No. I'm talking like- Recipes? No. Like burning embers or something. Not even burning. I don't forget what they call them. Like little pieces of lava or stone oh. or junk. Junk? Junk. Like it'll vendor for like 40 silver junk <laughs> and they're rolling need because the need button is there. Ah, uh, People. It's like, this, there's nothing. No. And they're running over to skin stuff. I'm like, you're getting Borean leather. Not even that. You're getting, uh, I don't know, some not molten leather or something. Not even worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Eight gold a stack, people. <laughs> and Middle Finger Bill says, lack of playing time. Faction jumpers over racials. I'm not sure what that means. Well... If you're playing a druid, and on let's say you're playing a horde druid, and you like druid, you really like druid, but there is an alliance racial that is better for a druid, you will faction jump, change you into an alliance, because you want that racial to be a quote-unquote better druid, or whatever class. Oh, I see. So it's people who, and there are a lot of people play the game this way, where they take, if what if it's the... You know, the class of the expansion or the class slash race of the expansion, whatever is the best overall, they go jump on that. Now, some people are true to their class, but not to their faction so or their race. So they'll jump factions and change races and get the best racial ability for that class for that expansion. And then you have diehards like me who are going to stick, usually, except for my one race change, that I'm going to stick to my class no matter what. So... In all fairness, I did not pick a a uh, goblin because of any racial for a warlock. I picked him because I had a gnome warlock and I stayed short. That was it. <laughs> but now you have hobgoblin. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Rocket jump. I do like the rocket jump. And he says new guilds. There are a plethora of new guilds. Would you get that every time? New expansions from new guilds because people get tired of their old guilds or their old guilds just, you know, just blew apart because, uh, you know, they got tired of each other after raiding. And, you know, moved on. But, everybody, thank you for your comments. Hey, everyone, you know, you can go check out the Middle Finger uh, podcast there with Middle Finger Bill. A lot of PvP stuff, and uh, just be aware that it is explicit. He lets you know that up front in no uncertain terms. This week's add-on spotlight. Freckleface, 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 you like fishing, don't you? Uh, Yes. Well, you were doing some fishing, but then you said it got too tedious, and you quit well, doing your dailies. Well, now I have to fish up 20, or it doesn't count. Well, you could get, if, unless you get enormous ones, and then it's less. 
Yeah, that's true. So you just got to get the eggs. It's all about caviar. Yeah, I like caviar. <laughs> well, here's what can help you out doing it. It's called Fisherman's Friend. It is available, of course, through Curse. Fisherman's Friend, once that is activated, the first thing it does is it enhances your sounds. So it turns all all the music down and turns the ambient sounds up so that when your bobber makes that splashing noise, you hear that bobber make that splashing noise. More importantly than that, double right-click auto-cast. You don't have to have something on your action bar to go all the way over to click on to cast. You just double-click. It casts for you. So you double-click cast, move your mouse button over to where your bobber landed, waited for the splash sound, double-click it. Because it also auto-loots. So when I fish, I typically keep my bags open now to see, keep my count going, see how many I have of it. Because with Fisherman's Friend, you just click, 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 double, you know, you double click, cast, click, auto loot, double click, cast, click, auto loot. It's so simple. It's not going to cut down the overall time it's going to take you to gather said 10 eggs. But it does cut down the mundane time and moving back and forth and double clicking because it also, Freck, if you equip your fisherman pole or whatever pole you've got and you equip your uh, your weather-beaten fisherman's hat, it auto-attaches lures. Ooh. Now, what it doesn't do yet, and I don't know if they can do this or not, you know, the big thing right now is bait. If you're going for a particular fish, you can put bait on your line for that fish. It doesn't automatically do that, to my knowledge, at this point. Well, you wouldn't want it to. Well, I don't. Would I, you? If you're going for a, for a particular fish, then yeah, because you get. Well, yeah, but how would you exactly. want to auto do it? I well, I wouldn't mind because I'm lazy, but <laughs> it doesn't know what you're doing yet. Exactly. I recommend it. I've used it for years, uh, and it just it is such a lifesaver. We've probably covered it once or twice here on the show in the past. Um, to me, it's a lifesaver. A lot of time. So I like things that do stuff. You know me. I like things that are simple that do something really good, and it does it. So Fisherman's Friend, check it out on Curse. If you got Curse Premium, then it just auto-updates for you, which is super nice. When I was on vacation, I had my laptop with me, and I was like, man, I haven't updated my add-ons. No problem. They were synced. So synced my add-ons. I had it. Was, it was beautiful. I was like, yeah. This is written just for lazy guys like me. <laughs> so go check that out. Fisherman's Friend over at Curse and get yourself a Curse.com premium account today. In gaming headlines this week. Hearthstone has won best mobile or handheld game. Woohoo! I think we kind of knew that going yeah. in. Yeah, there were, Blizzard was nominated for like four other things. They didn't get anything else. But there was some heavy, heavy competition in that. Oh, yeah. But I think, uh, you know, mobile handheld game, by far, Hearthstone's got to take that. So, grats to them. Uh, Frack, I was watching you play a little earlier, and you mentioned at the top of the show that you were doing this backseat Hearthstoning. Yeah, spectator mode. Spectator mode. What, yeah. what, are you, you know, what are your initial experiences and thoughts on that? Well, I like it because, so when somebody's eligible to be spectated, is then you can't spectate them when they are looking at their quest, opening packs, doing stuff like that. But once they've started the game, when you're looking at your friends list, there will be a little, I think it's like a pair of eyes or something, that shape next to their name. You just click on it, 
and it loads it up, and now you're in their game. You are looking at the board exactly as they are looking at it. So it doesn't flip back and forth. No, you just no, see no. what they see. No, you don't see the opponent's things or anything. You see the name of the opponent just as they would. Uh, but you're looking at it from their perspective. Um, you can't see what they're doing with the board as far as, you know, if they're flinging their catapults saying you have your own board you can play with. You can load them up and hit some knolls. But they don't they see what you're doing. That. Okay. No, they don't. Um, it did. It did remind me of how a lot of people like to watch hearthstone on twitch and other streaming services and while that is is fun this is like a little bit more entertaining because that could actually hover over the screen and look at the cards oh well that's cool so it's not just that i'm looking at their screen it's interactive for me could you actually chat with them and recommend what they play next oh sure see this opens up a whole new school it does it does there's a lot of possibilities of this i mean think about it if you are somebody who is an expert at hearthstone Making money coaching people. Exactly. I mean, you can find a deck list anywhere. I mean, Icy Veins has a ton of them. They'll break them down by, you know, Hunter. You've got like Aggro Rush. You have Board Control. You have all these different types of decks for all these different heroes. So you can build your deck cookie cutter exactly how the experts say it should be. But if you don't know how to react in each different situation, you're not going to be a good player. Right. So imagine the possibilities of being able to have somebody talk to you while you're playing who can look at your hand, look what's on the board, and they can say, I think you should play this because of this reason. Yep. I mean, that's something where you just do it over Skype. Yeah, exactly. And just be done with it. Yeah, people be making money. Or even the in-game chat, the battle net chat. Ah, it takes too long. <laughs> takes too long. Got to type it out. You're going to be on Skype. Money in the bank. So I like it. I have a few people on my friends list who get way up there and ranked. So I'm looking forward to the moment when they get online, I can join their game. It might pose some new um, etiquette scenarios because you don't have to get their permission before you join their game. Oh, wow. By default, you're just allowing any of your friends to spectate your game. So I see someone on my friends list that says I can spectate them. I'm just joining their game. I'm just there. <laughs> You're just going to watch what they're they doing. They might not want me there. Maybe they turn it on for somebody else, not for you. Maybe so. That's weird. Well, by default, it's on. You, oh. You can go and you can turn it off. Oh, I see. But by default, as of right now, if you haven't done anything differently, you play a game, anyone on your friends on. list can watch you. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I can see where you're going with that. That's yeah. a little uh, disconcerting, actually. A little bit, but you know. Maybe one of their loading tips will be helpful hint. Always ask before <laughs> spectating somebody. You know how the one of the loading screens is you should always talk to somebody before inviting them to a group. Right. Yeah, and be nice to somebody and yeah. you might get invited back. <laughs> be nice to someone and they may let you watch again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I thought it was kind of fun watching because I didn't know it was in there. And I was like, what are you doing? Playing like three games? What's going on? <laughs> You're like, no, that's spectator. Like, what? So yeah, it was that, nice. That was cool. I was like working and then, um, you know, I had my iPad set up next to my computer. Just kind of, you know, look over there every once in a while. But then when I was spacing out, working or concentrating on that, I look back at the screen and think, ah, oh, it's my turn. I tried to play. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny right there. And it's like, this card's not responding. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Spectator, good job on that one, Blizz. And congratulations again, you guys, for getting a mobile handheld game of the year. 
Hey, Blizz, here's an idea for you. Yo, Blizz, get out my grill! You really need to disable garrison reports or have an option or, you know, only have it come up when you're in your garrison. Right, it's the it's the toasts that pop up at the bottom and go like, hey, you just, these followers completed this mission. Exactly. Healers hate that. They do, because the toast notifications are getting in the way of the game. Now think about it. It's nice to know that. Do we need to know that that second? No. For the most part, no. If we're in our garrison, we're standing right in front of the command board, sure. But if you're out and about, you can't do anything about it anyways. And when you're in a dungeon, something's happening... It can either get in your UI and affect how you play, or it can just distract you when you're in the middle of a boss that requires um, your full attention. Yeah, because you think you just got an achievement or something. We're doing something cool. and Or, you know, whatever it is, it's drawing your eyes away from where it needs to be. If you're trying to dodge fire or you're trying to interrupt at the exact right moment, you have something pop up on your screen, it's going to distract you. And right now, there's no way to turn that off or, or change when it shows up. So, you know what it reminds me of? What? You know, like that little kid tugging on your shirt. It's, hey, 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 What? I didn't want to potty by myself like a big boy. You know, it's like, what? why are you bothering me with this right now? Good. I'm glad. Lewis. Lewis. Lewis! Lewis! Mom! 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 Mommy! 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 Mama! 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 Ma! 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 This is it! This is exactly what they're doing! Mom! 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 Mommy! Mommy! Mama! 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 What? Hi! <laughs> exactly, exactly <laughs> what they are doing, Freckleface. That is exactly what it is. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, that you're right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> and disable it. Let me turn it off for dungeons and raids and anything else that I don't want to know about it. Let me let me turn it off. And by 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 mercy's sake, make that button on my mini map a little smaller. That thing is huge. It looks like a big zit on that thing. I don't mind the mini map, but the thing, the toast thing, bothers me. It's a problem that I think a lot of game developers have when they make a new feature. They want to show it off, and they make it front and center, not realizing that it's not going to be the forefront of your attention constantly. Garrison's are cool, don't get me wrong, but if I'm in a dungeon, I don't want to know that my no. followers just completed a mission. No. I really don't dungeon. care. No. You'll see the thing flash on your mini-map. You can open it up when you're out of the dungeon. Exactly. Yep. You're with me on that. You know, non-imperative information can wait for a non-crucial time. Exactly. Now, while Blizzard has not given us a solution, we do have a solution for you if you want to get rid of these toasts. The add-on Move Anything. Move Anything. That's exactly what it says. allows you to select any part of your interface and move it around, resize it, or even hide it completely. So you can use this add-on to hide the alerts. So the command that you would use, slash move space, all one word, garrison follower alert frame. 
And also slash move space garrison mission alert frame. And while this works, it's something we shouldn't really have to do. And again, I've always said that if Blizzard opts to show us something, we should have the option not to see it. You're listening to HearthCast. Well, that about does it for episode number 247, Growing Pains in Warlords of Draenor. Right now, the Darkmoon Fair is going on. So if you're still leveling, make sure you get that wee buff. Wee! If you're going to be in Orlando this Friday, December 12th, then come hang out with us at the Orlando WoW Meetup Group. You can find details at meetup.com slash Orlando. And we are looking for our next contestant for HearthCast AoE. It's the only trivia game where you don't have to be right to win. Anyone can play. We only need 20 minutes in the block of 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern on a Monday. Email us at podcast at hearthcast.com to schedule your appearance. Big thanks going out to Ryan Smith, Jimmy Olson Blues, Hey Heather B, Hylex, Rob Copeland, and Middle Finger Bill, and a lot of other people for their input on tonight's show. Many thanks also going out to all of our friends and followers on Twitter and Facebook. And we want to thank you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to Open Read for everything they do. You can find HearthCast in iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.